Humans rely heavily on visual phenomena to perceive their surroundings, and tactile responses allow us to interact with them. These senses are integral to how we function, and their disorders can be difficult to understand. The investigation of visuotactile phenomena is a rich area of research that forms at the intersection of psychology, neuroscience, behavior, and other biological disciplines. It also connects with some areas of computer science and neural networking as we develop machines that can see, recognize, and learn about objects in their visual fields. Some questions involved in this topic include, how exactly do we see things, and how do we recognize them? How do things like depth perception allow us to interact with our environment in a more accurate tactile manner? And what happens to our tactile abilities when we see phenomena that are confusing or ambiguous? By investigating these senses, we can better treat the conditions that occur when they are damaged and develop programs that mimic human perception. Visio-tactile phenomena and their disorders have heavily been investigated in clinical and research settings. The late Dr. Oliver Sacks is likely most famous for describing clinical cases on perception in a way that is easy for the public to understand. One of his most prolific essays, The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat, in his book of the same name, describes a music teacher with visual agnosia, where agnosia means not knowing. The teacher can see objects but cannot recognize them. As per the title, the man tried to grab his wife's head, thinking that she was a hat. This disorder is caused by damage to one or more of the brain's visual pathways. The visual pathways involved in seeing and recognition use various areas of the brain, such as the visual cortex, the extrastriate cortex, the dorsal and ventral pathways, and more. The damage that results from agnosias can be varied and unpredictable. People might lose the ability to recognize a certain category of objects, like fruits. The music teacher that Dr. Sachs described could recognize geometric shapes, like cones and cubes, but not the objects that they formed. He described objects in a highly computational way. Balance syndrome is another disorder that represents a severe deficiency in visuotactile coordination, involving inability to perceive the whole visual field, inability to fixate the eyes to one focus, which is optic apraxia, and an inability to move one's hand to grab or touch an object after looking at it, which is optic ataxia. Its etiology, like many other visuotactile disorders, is not well understood. Many other disorders can occur to damage the complex processing that integrates and controls hand-eye coordination. As clinical research continues in this area, we can understand more about how such visuotactile phenomena work. The development of the pathways that control visuotactile processing and response have been heavily hypothesized over. The EF, I forelimb hypothesis, states that it is beneficial to have short pathways between areas of the brain that receive visual information about the hand and its actual motor nuclei. It has even been suggested that vision originated to control our movements and interactions with the environment. The optic chiasm, or the area of the visual pathway where the optic nerves cross over, is central to this hypothesis. Many of the retinal ganglion cells do not cross over the midline at this site, and the most common hypothesis involves the importance of binocular vision and depth perception to hand-eye coordination. Berlucci et al. state that pathways in the brain are special for visuotactile stimuli. 
It takes fewer synapses for motor signals to be generated in response to visual stimuli. Regardless of how the interactions between these two systems came about, it is clear that they are extremely closely related. Accurate limb control and general manipulation of one's surroundings is heavily tied to visual specialization, and our visual system is especially adept at recognizing things when they are within our arm's reach. In 2020, research conducted in the United Kingdom by PhD student Tom Arthur and others studied how children with developmental coordination disorder direct their visual motor attention. DCD, or developmental coordination disorder, is a condition that hinders motor control in individuals. It does not directly affect intellectual development, but it is often diagnosed concurrently with disorders that affect neurodevelopment, such as autism. Because of its effect on motor control, researchers had presumed that children with DCD would exhibit unpredictable or variable visual tactile behaviors when interacting with their environment. The team sought to determine whether this assumption was true, and if true, could poor hand-to-eye coordination observed in children be an indicator of DCD? The team studied children between the ages of 8 to 12 and observed the visual tactile behavior of children with DCD versus children without the disorder as they lifted an object. They reported no significant unpredictable motor movements in children with DCD, but found that children in this group showed variation in fundamental patterns of eye movement. Children conduct motor movement according to visual information they receive from their environment. Children with DCD tended to make more eye fixations before lifting the object, which led to an anchoring or resting of their gaze as they moved their hand to grasp the object. While no significant difference between each group was observed, this research gives interesting insight into the effect that motor disabilities have on the visual tactile system. In recent years, scientific effort has been put into researching and developing artificial eyes and anthropologically inspired robotic hand-to-eye coordination algorithms. Researchers at Florida Atlantic University decided to study human-robot interactions as they related to visual tactile phenomena. Their research focused on the current efficiency of robotic hand-eye coordination algorithms for their use in pedagogy or industrial settings. They asked 11 human subjects to observe a robot as it transported an object. The subjects were then asked to predict the delivery location and report the level of care the robot exerted as it moved the object. When asked the delivery location, subjects were 91.4% accurate in predicting the correct location. When asked the level of care they felt the robot exerted on the object, subjects seemed to consider a decrease in saccades, or visual fixations, on the object with an increased level of care. These data show promising results for the implementation of human-inspired robotics for pedagogy and collaboration in industrial settings. It can be difficult for people who experience visuotactile disorders or hallucinations due to visual cortex damage to explain their conditions to others. They might feel scared, uneasy, or impaired because of the visual damage, particularly if they are older individuals. Or they might be completely comfortable with their condition and do not want people to discuss it. Dr. Sachs, in one of his speeches, talks about a woman with Charles Bonnet syndrome who sees hallucinations due to vision loss at old age. She's frightened by these hallucinations and wants an explanation for them. The music teacher that Dr. Sachs describes in his book is very comfortable with his condition and uses different methods to go about his work, like humming songs for each task or memorizing where he last put things. His visual agnosia does not heavily interfere with his work. Either way, always try to understand people's needs and communicate or help appropriately. 
In conclusion, the complex interactions of our visual systems and tactile responses are heavily linked. Their interconnectedness shows us just how much we rely on our eyes to interact with and feel our world. Malfunction or disease in this pathway can also be highly complex and debilitating, but with further research and awareness, strides are being made in this field. Above all, the effects of visuotactile coordination have a profound role when it comes to neuroscience, psychology, physiology, and our behavior.